This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Dan, hit that note again. Cool. Dave, chop that out and send me it when you get a chance, and I'll get to work on that. <laughs> what? <laughs> we haven't got time for this. Trust me, it'll be wicked. Previously on the My Own Man Said podcast. Phil yeah. noticed, uh, I think he read the Guardian's uh, match report of uh, the Villa-Arsenal game. I think you flagged this up in Match Club, didn't you? So we thought we'll yeah. uh, just go back just to, uh, as a little, uh, we used to do a Villa week in a, in a Villa minute. So Chris can uh, read out some of the highlights of this Guardian uh, review. Who, who was it by? Uh, Jonathan Liu. Here's some of the uh, the snippets of his uh, match report. For a while, it felt like Aston Villa might have to settle in for a long and painful rearguard, at which point mm-hmm. they seemed to come to a crucial realisation. They were better than Arsenal. And so, in a rampant, crushing climax, Ooh. they set mm-hmm. about proving Oof. it. Oof, carry on, Chris. Carry on, carry on, carry on. As Jack Grealish and Ross Barkley began to run the game on strings, as Ollie Watkins picked off the two goals that would turn victory into a rout, Arsenal were stripped bare again and again Mm. beaten not just on tactics and technique beat me but on application Mm. Villa won their duels and won their second balls leaving Arsenal Mm. choking in the dust Mm. (laughs) (laughs) again it sprang from Grealish and Barkley teasing the ball between themselves Mm. on the left wing unrushed and unconfronted waiting for an opening to emerge Slide it in. On the touchline, you could sense Arteta's sap beginning to rise. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, we can't, we can't go on with you that. guys in a couple of yeah, weeks. We're done. We're done. Absolute smut. Did he have Pornhub open it's on his 50, laptop it's 50 when shades he was of writing this? It is, isn't 50 it? Shades Absolute. Best piece of business I can see in is Martinez coming in for Arsenal and that's because it's one of those you were there was a rumor that Villa were interested in him but there was still a bit of um the season to go and you saw him 
he won the charity shield for Arsenal and you thought, oh, look, at the, look at the performance he put in there. Arsenal are never going to be stupid enough to let him go. FA Cup as well. Yeah, but you just thought, oh, Arsenal Arsenal can't be that. What do you mean, yeah? It's like <laughs> FA Cup's bigger than the charity shield. Uh-huh. It's like... <laughs> Not in Belfast, it's not. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Since we had about 25 goalkeepers, I think getting uh, Nealand off, I think we, well, we paid him off, didn't we? Yes. Was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> would that be considered, don't slag off players, so I'll get Tyron Mings on to you. <laughs> Ooh. Samata has to be number one, oh, yeah. because you sign him in January, you realise you've made a mistake. Big and then you still manage huge. You still <laughs> you still manage to sell him and make some not make money, but you get some money back. We need for to check their so. chocolate coins, especially this time of year, because <laughs> he was gash. <laughs> what did I tell you? I'm going to get Mings on to you. Two sorry, strikes, sorry, three one, strikes. One strikes. more strike, and I'm sending sorry, Mings sir, to your sorry, house. Sir. Right then, let's get into the first of the uh, top five players of 2020 that aren't Jack Grealish. These were voted on by uh, Match Club members. And our good selves. Coming in at number five, Mr. Ollie Watkins. Number four, another new boy, straight in, Mr. Martinez. And voted in to number three was uh, our son, Mr. Trezeguet. Part two of the unapologetic and dysfunctional Villa Christmas special. Let's look forward to 2021. Who, I mean, maybe this is uh, fruitless, maybe it's just hypothetical, but who potentially will be the phoenix from the flames from the current Aston Villa squad? A player that's going nowhere at the moment who, maybe that's not through a fault of his own, maybe he's injured, maybe he hasn't got any rhythm going, maybe he's just been too inconsistent, maybe he's just not getting in the first team. Who would be for you, the 2021 Phoenix from the Flames. Phil Shaw, go for it. I'm going to have to pick angles, aren't I? Do <laughs> <laughs> you want again? Yeah, I've, I've run him down enough that when, whenever he comes good, I'll be the first person to say, I was wrong. You, you do have a brain. So you're thinking that there's going to be a key injury to either Konza or Mings, Engel's going to come in, lead us to the Champions League qualification. And then put in a transfer request. So, Dan, who are you going for? Uh, f- for me, it's probably someone who's been a bit of a phantom of late, and uh, it'd be Conor Huran. You think he... Because people are saying, year left in his contract. Uh... <laughs> I called him a League One player the last time I saw <laughs> <laughs> So I need to... Oh, yeah. <laughs> And someone did did tweet me about that. Um, did they? Because <laughs> I, I did. Uh, I did repeat it just to yeah. For thanks extra for that. Resonance. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think. Uh, I mean, someone we didn't mention about how important on, on our survival. You know, I think he he provided five assists. Uh, who yeah, he was massive. Um, which he easily overlooked. He can't do anything else, by the way. Let me throw something into the mix here. Remember when he got subbed off by Jacob Ramsey and he was pissed off. Mm. And now against Wolves, <laughs> Ramsey starts. <laughs> starts ahead mm. of him. Double blow, double jab to the ribs by Smith. We can't stand on sentiment. We've, we've said this no. for numerous years, yes, haven't we? But what I'm doing is I'm shooting down uh, <laughs> Dan Rogers' Phoenix from the Flames because I'm thinking Smith's pushing Ramsey now rather than he's had a look at 
Hurahan, and he's thinking. Well, Ramsey's not, a more rounded player, isn't he? You're not at this. Yeah. yeah, you're not at this level for where we're going. Yeah, mm. I, I don't see Hurahan having any mm. surprises now. I think we know exactly what he does very well, but we know he's limited as well for the way Villa now play. You've seen Villa at their most dynamic best, and dynamics not something you'd say Hurahan is. He's great when the ball is static. I think uh, Dan's right. He'll, he'll have a great 2021 for Burnley. <laughs> Next to actually <Ashley laughs> Westwood. But this is it. I mean, you could say the same thing about Westwood when if we were having the same conversation a few years ago. And he's had a decent career. I think, you know, Horan, you can't slag Horan off. We're not, we no, are not slagging him off because he's had a great he's had a great career. Mm. I he's mean, he's good gone, at Villa. Yeah. He was great in League Two, League One. Yeah, played at Wembley for Villa a few times. Yeah. I, I just think that there could be... Uh, but I don't think Horahan's going to get in the Champions League or into Europe. No, or... no, no, no. But I do think his time will come this season, but based on what yeah. we saw at the back end of last, that, that there will be a moment through injuries or, or suspensions where we will need him to step up, I think. I I just think he, he he's unlucky. I mean, I know Warren, I was joking about him going to Burnley, but I just think... He doesn't know the position he plays in the team, and I don't think any manager knows it either. I mean, you see that I'm for Ireland as well, don't you? He's he's almost like a yeah, he's almost like a, a Beckham esque mm. figure, only yeah. left footed. He he doesn't have the pace to get round somebody, but he has the ability to to, to whip the ball round. So if you but we're not going to be building a team around yeah, him. Yeah, he, need, he left, needs so because his future's in doubt. But he needs to diversify his revenue streams, like David Beckham, and start mm. like promoting perfumes and eau de toilette. Buy himself and, a football team. And yeah, by a franchise, uh, Mr. Chris Bud, who are you going for? I have a feeling, big big man back soon is going to have yeah. a big moment. You Come just like you, May. You've taken my you've taken my choice, sir. Because nobody sits down and creates a hashtag unless he's going to have a massive year. I can just do you know what I can see <laughs> happening. I just refer back to when we in the championship when Gabby came on against the Blues and it was his only thing he did and I, I, I can just see Wesley having one singular moment this season and it's it'll gonna be, be a massive uh, goal is it Oregon for uh, Liverpool yeah, yeah scoring it'll, it'll, in the it'll, Champions it'll pop up in a massive game and score Charity Shield what the, the FA Cup yeah, final Charity Shield yeah yeah the Charity Shield <laughs> <laughs> but, but Phil he scored he scored a hat-trick in the Cup final yeah but that doesn't yeah, matter yeah. <laughs> But I do agree with Dan on Horahan as well, but yeah, I, th- I think Wesley could have a, a big moment. Right, well, that was a nice little section for some of the fringe players that have been forgotten somewhat in the last few weeks. I don't want to labour too much on this one because it brings me out in cold sweats, but uh, top three VAR F-ups in Villa games. Just start from the top. Which one's pissed you off the most? I think it has to be the West Ham one, or does yeah. it? Yeah. I think because we'd missed the penalty as well and just the way the game had gone in general and you thought, what else can go wrong tonight? Oh, fucking hell, great. His toenail was offside or something. Yeah, although When, it, Bright- when it was actually a penalty. Yeah, because the Brighton one, you can say, well, okay, he's offside. I don't know. I was I was pretty pissed off whenever United got a penalty for Bruno Fernandes yeah. assaulting um, Conza. Yeah. These just trigger me. I'm, I mean, Is the West Ham one just because it's fresh? So you, do you think West Ham is the, uh, the biggest fuck-up? I think it is because that's the one where I thought enough's enough. This needs to be sorted out. Out. You can't have flaky, flaky decisions where you actually go to VAR to sort it out and give you the definitive answer, and them to actually miss something as obvious as that foul. The West Ham one's a really good example of what everything that's wrong with it. I don't think it's necessarily yeah. like you say that it's fresh or anything. It's just it, it it misses the fact that Watkins is in a headlock. It miss overlooks the fact that it he's width of his shirts offside. It, it's it's the things that VAR VAR wasn't introduced for. Yeah. Um, Right up to things, you know, obviously it was a decision that benefited us, but the farce of the Nylon decision that he fell with the ball in his hands behind the line in yeah. for the whole world to see 
and no one corrected that. Those two incidents prove that this protocol is completely wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, oh, but Hawkeye didn't bleep, so we, yeah. we, we can't give that as a goal. It's like, well, I'm sorry, but VAR can check quickly well, and they can say, yeah, the ball was over the line, by the way. Have a look on the fucking monitor. Exactly. If you... This is uh, the second the second part of the issue. It's officiating as well. That's yeah, it's the not the technology. Issue. It's the protocol of how it's applied. Yeah. Because that West Ham thing, how can you miss that foul? Yeah. How can you miss that foul? It's ridiculous. It's yeah. like they're so obsessed. I mean, you know, if you cast your mind back to when those, it was like Terminator vision where those mm. lines were going across the screen trying to pinpoint. They were trying to find a reason to call it offside. Yeah, yeah. And they were so, so absorbed in that that they completely missed the foul you know right through to some of the innocuous things that i've you know i felt really sorry for uh lamptey or brighton a couple of weeks ago for the scent you know it's just just lame so what we going one west ham number two we'll, we'll go for the Nealon one because it was just ridiculous mm. that was just the biggest farce wasn't it and those bournemouth fans are still crying about it <laughs> and number three yeah the that united penalty we all we're gonna we're gonna whip their asses this season that's double figures. Right then, uh, we actually spoke a little bit uh, about him already. Uh, this is now number two of the player of the year that isn't Jack Grealish. <laughs> and it's that new... new that samba Bra- tone from Dan. <laughs> that new... Uh, yeah, we haven't got any samba instruments, but it's that new Brazilian international, Mr. Douglas Louise, who is now uh, one of the linchpins of the Villa midfield. Shame he didn't turn up against Leeds, though. Uh, <laughs> There's always a but. <laughs> There's always a but with a My Own Man Said podcast. Give me a give me a Louise uh, highlight, Dan, Chris, whoever. I like the Norwich goal, but actually, in terms of the the most important one, was probably the equaliser against Watford from about two yards out. But at the yeah. time, Villa were floundering in that game, and we kind of didn't look like we were going to score. And he absolutely smashed it in, and then literally dived into the whole tent. It was a great celebration. Yeah, no, that that was good actually. That was the the last person to really do that. That wasn't somebody you know like Grealish or even Hudson who had been at the club yeah. for a while. It was probably Lee Bor Kozak. Fun, funny enough, against Norwich as well, if my memory serves me right. And it, it's just yes. good to see like what like an inch like a player from another country. And Louise, you looked at him, you thought, hey, he's a bit like uh, you know fancies himself, but he mm. was in there, and you just thought. I like this chap. Mm. I might watch him when he plays for Manchester City uh, next season. <laughs> might buy a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, as 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 passing, if you if you remember as passing for yeah. the first half of the season, it was as if he was it was as if he was in the beach in Rio and it's he, like was, he was wearing two clean on over his for boots. Yeah, off his knees and things like that. There, and the other players were just looking at him as the ball hit them yeah, in the face and went down. over people's heads and, and then stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was proper like samba football. <laughs> yeah, it was like tech ball. I always remember it was the it was the first game of last season I think first or second that game at Phillip Park where he for, for reasons only known to himself stepped over the ball against Bournemouth oh god and, yeah. and they, oh, yeah. I think there was a deflected goal at the whole 10 for their second or first or second yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. and that was the moment I th- that it was a bit of an Adama Traore moment where you thought oh is he still a bit raw this guy yeah. um, but as, as you say that he, he has since um, learned how to play football So, and he, I think he's transitioned to a good mm. very good player Absolutely. very quickly as well you know you'd probably expect such a difference to happen over a couple of seasons never mind within uh, the space of one i mean albeit broken up season mm-hmm. well it shows it had he had it in him he just had to settle yeah the good thing about him is he's, he's, he's a player with ability that you know that when he gets the ball anything can happen 
it's amazing what learning the yeah. language did. So, suddenly, pe- people could tell him, don't do a step over. Yeah. And something I know Phil's mentioned it quite a few <laughs> times about him that he was the first one of our team, and we'd been saying it all season to actually bring a bit of shit house to the team. Oh yeah, he's, he's the, the one dark who... arts very well. Yeah, he does. He's great at that. Mm-hmm. I mean, something else as well. There's got to be something in the fact that you're playing alongside. And this is about our overall improvement is when you're playing alongside a Barclay, it's a step up from playing up against, you know, when your midfield partner's marvellous Nakamba, isn't it? That, yeah. Again, yeah. It's, that's not, just the fact. Not facts. wanting to mention any names. No. <laughs> and to get Mings on our case. Ooh, 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 what are you you're, on, do? you're on your last warning. You're on your last warning already within one podcast. <laughs> Dan, we've both stood next to him at Bodymore Heath. He's a bit, he's a lot bigger than us. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, you see on, uh, I mean, on Twitter, the, the, the abuse that Mings gets from, from other fans. It's, I don't know whether it's an England thing or uh, it's a, it's a bit odd. When he first got, England call up. There was a lot of sore, salty people about that. Yeah, Fans from yeah, like yeah, Bournemouth, yeah. Wolves, Reading as well. Yeah, there, Leeds, there was an accidental yeah. one, wasn't yeah, there? Was when he, one, f- f- when yeah. he was at Villa, uh, yeah. quite early on. That anyway, we're digressing yeah. here. Anyway, sorry, you, Mr. Mings, don't come. Don't he's, hurt me. He's he's come into your house. I'm going to email DM in, DM your address. Yeah, don't let him stab <laughs> no, in your face. Uh, you you want a red card as well, Phil Shaw? <laughs> <laughs> There's only Chris Bird and me with a clean slate with Mings at the moment. Right. Uh, so, yeah, sorry, Douglas Louise. There's more to come from him. That's it, hopefully, before yeah, he go, leaves. <laughs> <laughs> when, he go, when he goes and links Champions up League with run next uh, year. Phil Foden. Anyway, let's move on. This is a, a special one-off award, special outstanding contribution award of 2020 for a dearly departed player who hasn't got a club at the moment <laughs> unfortunately there is a reason maybe, for that. <laughs> maybe his performances for villa really <laughs> kind of kind of wasn't the greatest advert to uh, be re-signed <laughs> yeah the but, highlight reels fresh in a lot of people's minds <laughs> in their nightmares but we're giving an outstanding contribution, uh, probably to the world of football, uh, hmm. to Euler Nieland. Is that how you pronounce it, Chris? I, I don't know. But this is the last time I'll ever mention his name. So, uh, But we're giving him an outstanding contribution award for single-handedly pretty much destroying Sheffield hmm. United because uh, since that day, they, have, they haven't been the same. Uh, they, they haven't been the same since. And what... I mean, that whole uh, incident where he managed to, uh, I mean, he obviously didn't intend it, but the way he managed to bring the ball back, I mean, Keenan Davis oh, kind of pushed him over. Masterful. But the way he managed to avoid Hawkeye's vision and from all these different camera angles that they've got set up and <laughs> the way he did it, he managed to get away with it. And the sleight of hand was quite... Yeah, poker face as well. And what? And what? Stare the referee down. Perfect. And... You know, ultimately, we're you know we we escape relegation by the skin of our teeth, and we're thinking next season we've got to make sure there's three worse teams than us. So Neyland just psychologically crushed them to make them at least one of those worst clubs for the 2021 season. If he truly wants to, I mean, you can't. I don't know if you can win the, this award two years running, but if he could join one of the bottom three clubs. <laughs> In January. That would be... Um, not only would he have the Hawk trophy, he would have the Eye trophy as well. And he would he would truly be... I mean, it's almost Hall of Fame. People talk about legends. Yeah. And, and we've, we've I mean, it's, it's better than that, you know, the Super Bowl ring that you get, this this award. And I think Neyland, if he can sign for Fulham, Burnley maybe. Put the coffin in the baggies. <laughs> yeah, baggies, actually. <laughs> 
if old Sam uh, Johnson <laughs> we'll gets we'll injured. We'll take Sam Johnson as a fifth choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got, you know, what, what the, the chain reaction that that incident caused. You've suddenly got um, it Sheffield United finishing that season in a whimper. They dropped like a lead balloon. I mean, they were looking, they were fancying themselves for some kind of Europa League place. Faded out of nowhere. During the summer as a season, you know, in the, the build-up to the opening game when Villa played Sheffield United, old Wilder whimpering about that Villa had beat them to all his transfer targets like uh, Watkins and Cash. And then uh, 12 games played at the, the point of recording this podcast. And they've got one point, which... Uh, they're on, pretty much on the course for the worst ever Premier season ever. I mean, they could... And, and by the way, we have tried ourselves to get that award. We've given <laughs> we we it a damn good go. <laughs> we gave it a very good go, good go in uh, uh, 15 strokes. We, we had Jody and Lescott. They've gone and bought Rian Brewster. <laughs> wow. They're not even playing. For 20-odd million quid. Because uh, he scored a couple of goals in pre-season for Liverpool, and they thought, right, let's uh, let's drop a ton of cash on that. We didn't get that Watkins guy. Let's get this chap instead. That was desperation. Desperate. That's a whole awful bit of business. Desperate. But yeah. I think you know it's a good bet. They could they could uh, take Derby's record away from them. What was it? Fifteen points. Isn't it twelve? Yeah, maybe twelve. Actually, twelve. Yeah. Well, that'd but, be good yeah, for Wilder, anyway. who falls into my Eddie Howe category. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. I like the poster of him above my bed that I kiss what? every evening. <laughs> actually, what I would consider uh, good guys in this world of football, and I just yeah, I like the way definitely. that Dan just Dan pulls the rug from underneath them. Uh, <laughs> just another human. Just another they'll human. be on Christmas jumpers next year, Dan. Yep. 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 Right, getting into the uh, final categories, uh, the final three, and also we will announce the winner of the Player of the Year. That's not Jack Grealish. Who could it be? It's uh, getting interesting. (laughs) If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improved jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection Sight redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
how, how are we phrasing this one? This is the ghosts of Villa Christmas past 2020. Things that we hope that we will leave behind uh, uh, in the twenty twenty year of 2020. Uh, the first thing being about 60,000 Tanzania and Aston Villa fans who suddenly disappeared off the face of the earth after uh, Samata left for Turkey, uh, which uh, I think the Aston Villa social media department is still in recovery about. That was one of the greatest exoduses on social media I've ever seen. Where yeah. every every time you refresh the Aston Villa Instagram page, there was suddenly ten thousand missing <laughs> as the Tanz- Tanzanians fled mm, back. Just missing as Samata was whilst he was on the pitch. <laughs> See ya. Enjoy Fenerbahce. <laughs> right. Other things we will uh, hopefully leave behind in 2020. I think uh, looking at what's happening uh, in terms of uh, the pandemic, I, I wanted to uh, put uh, fake crowd noise uh, on the TV for, for live games in that category, but I think we'll be stuck with that. I quite like the transition into, even if it was just 2,000 fans, just to have that raw audio. You still got to hear the players, mm. and and you can hear individual fans in the stands shouting, yeah. at them, which I think is brilliant. Yeah, no, exactly. And uh, <laughs> like I, I at Millwall, like it was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe not a good example uh, there. Full the Fulham the Fulham guys clap though. No, they clap politely, don't they? And they you can you can hear the, the neutral of their uh, the rattle of the cake knives. <laughs> 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 hopefully now that we're actually uh reasonably good or on the uh the road to being reasonably good it will be the end for a good few seasons that when villa struggled the uh give the kids a, t- a chance tweet or comment on facebook uh, appears which is something we always laugh about so if you're doing that uh know that you're being laughed at play the kids give Callum O'Hare a game <laughs> yeah, he's gone he's gone <laughs> Jacob Rams is as good as it's going to get for, uh, until at least next season. Listen, the Isaiah Osborne Trophy will be awarded to someone soon. Just, there's only so many awards we can do on this night. Right. Another thing that's going to be hopefully left behind in the year 2020 is the use of uh, <laughs> increasingly tenuous stats to uh, justify Jack Grealish's legend status. Hopefully uh, in 2021. We'll get some big boy double figure goals and assists <laughs> for him to be judged on, and I think I think he'll get there, won't he? I think he's going to yeah, get I double so. figures, goals and assists. You know, unless he gets some kind yeah. of stupid injury, but uh, long term injury. But I think he's going to get there, and then then I, mean, I think a lot of neutral fans have turned uh, to his side now. I think they're. Uh, I think it's mainly because he's had some decent shows for England. Mm. Yeah. So that toxicity against him on social media has kind of disappeared. I mean, you still get, you know, the, the, the usual... Well, and sus- Leeds, Leeds fans have relaxed because they beat us. Yeah. Playing, he's had more of a smile on his face this season than ever, I think, just mm. because he knows that he's got tools tools around him. He's got the tools. <laughs> he's, he's, got the tools. <laughs> <laughs> he's got... He's got People who are more on his wavelength now, and uh, yeah. that he, he can truly thrive. So, uh, expectable figures in goals and assists uh, is what we're saying here. Yeah, he not he not be needing any pre-assist stats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything else to add on Super Jack? No. I just hope we get a chance to do you know Fifty Shades of Greenish again later in the season mm-hmm. when we play mm-hmm. Arsenal again. Yeah, I think we will. I think we will. Fifty Shades Darker. Fifty Shades Darker. <laughs> <laughs> very, very good. Very good, Phil. <laughs> and I, I can't wait. I need to prepare my uh, Dan Rogers dist- distances himself from the moment. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, the views of uh, the Mailman Said podcast are not necessarily the views of Dan Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> Probably are. Uh, the only final thing, uh, do we want to leave this in 2020 or do you want it to continue a little bit longer in 2021? The fact that after waiting, how many decades? Is it six, five decades uh, to return back to the Premier League? That is a joke, by the way. It's not bad maths. Uh, Leeds fans... They get back to the Premier League and suddenly they're not allowed to watch the team play. Certain irony there, but... Uh... Andy Howe, Chris Wilder, Bielsa. <laughs> Has he won anything yet? It's 500 <laughs> years as a manager who we're all supposed to bow down to like he's some sort of messiah. And he's got less points than Huddersfield after this. Ah, come on. Yeah, I feel sorry. I'm a fan, <laughs> you can tell. I mean, being, you know, being <laughs> serious in a football supporter context and you kind of feel sorry for Leeds because they didn't have that great return moment and they fit suddenly like a drip feed of like 2,000 <laughs> fans yes. allowed back at Ellen Road. It's a bit, you know, it's a bit lame for them. Mm. <clears throat> sorry for in, all, mm. in all seriousness, mm. yeah. But, you know, life goes on. <laughs> right. Funny when they get relegated as well. In another 15 years, there's a generation of kids who've never seen Leeds play in the Premier League. Just for pure comedy value, I'm going to uh, I'm going to scrap what I've just said about brothers in arms as football supporters. <laughs> it's a shame if they get relegated this season. It would be, and they never got to see the team in the Premier League. It would be too funny to ignore. Yeah, basically what basically what David <laughs> is saying is, in in the true spirit of Christmas, you can fuck right after the championship. <laughs> Right, uh, winner. Let's announce the winner of the Player of the Year that's not Jack Grealish. Are you surprised by uh, the selection here? Or did it mirror your own thought? The winner is Mr. Ezri Konza. What what would you say Ezra Konza's most outstanding attribute is? His just his overall athleticism. I think he's quick. He's strong. He's good in the air. I think he's he, he re- out of the, all the recent buys. When you calculated, oh, we've spent a little bit there. Mings, ooh, Watkins. I think he's the one that might, in terms of value, if if, if it's a stock exchange of players, he's the one that we're looking. Hmm, yeah, we're, we're we've trebled his. Yeah, value. he's definitely in profit, isn't he now for him? I mean, yeah. at the time, you're thinking, was it 12, 12 million quid for a, mm. a you know a championship centre-back? You're thinking, hmm. But he was one really? who very few people had, could honestly hand, hand on heart say they'd even heard of. And he... Well, you knew of him, but you didn't really, it, it, you know, you exactly. didn't really yeah. rationalise him as anybody. Uh, but but if you'd have, you know, if you'd have, I don't know, had a tombola full of bloody names for defenders we'd have bought, you, I, I think you'd have been hard-pressed to have pulled him out. And he's, yeah. as we said earlier on, that he, he, he slots in... He slots him really well, and and I think if if his if his development continues the way it is, you know, you're in a position where you've you know you're not scrapping around for a half decent defensive partner for Mings. Actually, you've got someone who's comparable, and who, you know they complement yeah. one another, don't they? And and Conza will be in the ear of Smith saying, uh, "Can you uh, now? I'm the main man. Can you partner me with uh, Engels, please? Instead of that, <laughs> uh, Mings Mings gives me a little heart attack a bit, every uh, once every game. A bit stampy." <laughs> 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 he's snappy he's snappy on social media as well <laughs> that's, that's your third and final I'm, warning I'm sorry I'm sorry he's a very good player and definitely England material so which begs me to ask is Konza England material is Konza a threat to Mings in terms he of he can be squad? I think he is yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he can he's, be yeah he's very steady and very assured isn't he 
He's got international. Yeah, and you look at you look at the other options England have got, and you don't, you wouldn't say there's a standout centre back at the moment. I mean, Maguire's Between Maguire's injuries, the one. form, and defensive liabilities. You think well, Joe Gomez is inconsistent. John Stones is inconsistent. Harry Maguire is. Fraser's mm. got a mistake in him. He's worth a shout, isn't he? Mm. Potentially not for this this tournament, but future friendlies. And then I think you'd be confident if he got his chance, he'd take it. And by the way, Konza actually stormed to number one in terms of the voting. What we did, we asked people to uh, vote for their top five players in order that aren't Jack Grealish for their top choice, five points, second choice, four points, working down. And, and Konza uh, hammered uh, this, you know, it was, it was well clear of uh, Louise in second place, second to fourth, pretty close. So, it, well, it, it's always good to have two decent centre backs, and that's the starting point. And uh, now the full backs seem to have sorted out. It wasn't so long ago we didn't have any centre backs at the football club. Yeah, we had Mila Yedinak. Well, yeah, we. I mean, we've gone we through had to some recall, strange. Uh, Tommy Alfick. Mm. We had to call him back, didn't we, on New Year's Day? There have been strange periods in uh, team selection across Villa in recent memory. Like there was a period where we we didn't have a right back. Mm. Uh, that was Martin O'Neill years. You don't have to go that far back to and uh, only last season where we were playing without a centre forward as well under Smith. Mm-hmm. And then we signed Samata, and we were still playing without a centre forward. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mings, I, I didn't mean to. He's, he's not at the club anymore. We're, we're all right. We can say something about him. Uh-huh, okay, okay. All right, uh, that wraps up. So congratulations to Ezri Konza. Hopefully he will get better and better and better. And uh, we'll sell him to Liverpool for uh, £80 million to replace Van Dijk. Thanks <laughs> for the cash. <laughs> no, I mean, if this Villa team goes places... These are the players that you need to progress. Mm. You, you Douglas Luiz, you need him to stay and progress. Ezri Konza, you need to progress. Mings, just cut out that madness, one minute moment of madness every game. Grealish stays. The thing is, you know, the, the Barkley thing, I think we just enjoy him for the season and then we see what happens after. But uh, we can beat teams without Barkley and that was the good thing against Wolves. I mean, I think we should have beaten... Brighton and West Ham without him as mm-hmm. well but uh, you know they're living and learning right to wrap off uh, this Christmas special uh, and look back at the year that was 2020 uh, we're going to have a look at five reasons to be cheerful which used to be a column on the mailman said website five years to be cheerful going into the year 2021 I think I'm going to kick off number one we're not getting relegated can I get Switch some wood? Can I get some rubber stamps on that, please? How many points have we got? <laughs> Let me just do the arithmetic. <laughs> Remember how we uh, we said there's no way we're going to get promoted. Mm. Tell you what, I wouldn't I wouldn't have put that as number one if Wolves had beaten us. No, listen. I I, I like to bring up the fi- we haven't had our 15 game losing run yet. What what's the? <laughs> you people are blinkered. The excitement <laughs> is yet to come. <laughs> well, it started, but then it's it's you know it stuttered. <laughs> nah, it'd be fine. And well, if it, I mean, then the, the second reason to be cheerful is that we're obviously going to finish higher than Arsenal, but that just means that they'll finish second bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is that possibility at this moment. Right? Any other reasons, Phil? Um, What's going to make you cheerful finally in two thousand twenty-one? <laughs> <laughs> Any well, ideas? <laughs> well, we, we already have a loan player from Chelsea, so there's no not going to be a repeat of last January when Loaf of Bread w- rolled up and 
in the form of Danny Drinkwater and got run through against Man City. Quite a few other people. We, we certainly went through the spectrum of potential Chelsea uh, lone players within two windows going from dr- Drinkwater to Barkley. Mm. I think the, the, the Drinkwater deal was just to establish a relationship with Chelsea. To, <laughs> it, was the, it was the long game. It was the like, collateral, wasn't it? Listen, if you want anyone good, you've got to take this pile of turd first. <laughs> Uh, other reasons, uh, I would say, I mean, when when the FA Cup draw was made, I thought, excellent, this is a, another chance to beat Liverpool by five goals again in the FA Cup. So uh, looking forward to that game. Don't know how the teams will, you know, Jurgen Klopp still bitching about fixtures, but... There's a break, isn't there, on the Champions League side of things? There is, but there's a lot of Premier League games around the FA Cup. That January, they've got like an extra midweek round of matches and stuff. But Smith also will rest players as well, so it could be kind of Frankenstein monsters teams, you know, half yeah, it reserves, could be, yeah, it could half, be a bit of a non-event, couldn't it? Half under twenty threes, yeah. Or Klopp could say, right, enough of this. We must Fuck beat these lot. We must beat them by ten goals to make up for those two games. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah, oh, you know, it's always good to have an opportunity if we beat them there I mean I know in the eyes of Phil Shaw the FA Cup is a lesser competition <laughs> well, you've got to win it but, Phil if you're going to win your charity shield yeah we, we need to stone. we need to win it to qualify for the charity shield just remember that Phil just remember oh uh-huh, yeah and then we all get a trip to Wembley in August oh another sunny day out Ooh. yeah the annual well, trip the annual trip I mean uh, obviously they've got to kill a, a global pandemic first but you know <laughs> didn't bother us in March when we all traipsed down <laughs> <laughs> Super spreaders from Birmingham. (laughs) One last hurrah. Yeah, Isn't it bizarre that that was the last game that most of us went to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, well, that was, and it was in the air as well. I mean, not literally in the air, but uh, <laughs> but I mean, I haven't caught it yet. Touch wood. I haven't made many risks in terms of COVID. I've, I've played the lockdown card to the letter, but that was the only time uh, I was out with the hundred thousand people. Absolutely insanity when you th- when you look back. But it, that was still the early days. I mean, the insanity was all those. Uh, Atletico Madrid fans coming, yeah. 5,000 coming over to Liverpool yeah. and suddenly Liverpool was a hot spot. I wonder why. Because Spain at the time was, uh, that was like Lockdown. number one in Europe. Yeah, it was like raging. Uh, yeah, sorry. So uh, another chance to play Liverpool. And this is the thing. These cups, if you can get to Wembley and it's a day out, then it's it's the cups are relevant still to supporters. But if we, the FA Cup, when there's no fans allowed in the stadium, and I'm thinking more for the lower league teams who get their big mm-hmm. day when they get that dream time against Manchester United and Liverpool and no fans can go I mean that's it kind of devalues the FA Cup to the point of nothingness so win or lose against Liverpool it's almost a non-event isn't it unfortunately I mean the, on- the only joy I'll get out of that is if we beat them by five goals again <laughs> or more I just, I just love the fact that we, we can talk about this and it's actually plausible it was a thing that happened because we've done it twice before in the last year. It's a, it's a glorious thing. Right, you've got a choice here for the fifth and final reason to be cheerful in 2021. These aren't very strong choices, I would say. Reason to be cheer- Final reason to be cheerful going into 2021. Henry Lansbury's contract expires. It's a positive. The law, or the laws. Yeah, I, I, I'd miss him, to be honest. You'd be the only one. <laughs> <laughs> the laws of probability means that Trezeguet must score sooner rather than later. Positive. That is a positive because he, he has to score. You can't miss seven chances in one game and then not score in the next He's five He's going to come to the party again in a big game. Yeah. I'll remind you of this in, in the 15th consecutive defeat. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he's reset himself with a bang in the head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, well, uh, we were trying to get five reasons to be cheerful there. Oh, but, typical uh, Phil. 
Will, finally, I'll just, I'm going to ask you one question to finish off this uh, Christmas show. A bit slow on the bells there. <laughs> as, as you'll know, uh, former Aston Villa manager Gerard Houllier uh, passed away at the age of 73 recently. One thing that uh, his, his passing did uh, register was actually that's the, his season where we finished ninth, where unfortunately he had a heart attack and couldn't complete the season but we did finish ninth that's the highest the last highest place we've finished Mm. we've never finished higher than that ninth spot since so my question to you will we eclipse that this season phil sure i think we'll equal it Uh, talk about sitting on the fence Mm. we'll finish ninth that's great compared to what we were saying at the start of the season talking about sitting on the fence uh chris budd no oh dan rogers ever the optimist oh no sorry i forgot about your 15 game losing streak I think we'll I think we'll finish eighth. So you're saying we're going to beat it? I think we're going to beat. I think we're going to beat ninth as well, mainly because of hashtag Big Man coming soon. So that's uh, what's that? Two say yes, one says we'll equal it, and uh, one says no. But I think it's that is the realistic target actually to. Uh, get above the Houllier ninth and uh, see what happens. If we we were to eclipse that this year, you'd say that's an unbelievable season and Smith would be close to manager of the year. Hmm. From where we were to where we would be, would be enormous, wouldn't it? We'd be in the Intertoto Cup places as well. Yeah, because that Houllier, well, I don't think Mm, so. Don't bring back those ghosts. (laughs) 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 The the Houllier year was was a strange one because we'd gone from well you know sixth every season to then it was a it was flirting with relegation and it was only because we won those last two games against Liverpool and Arsenal in the last two games and that mm. just pole vaulted us up a, a good few places and when in a relegation scrap was uh, that was how the season felt overall until uh, you know getting the respite at yeah the we were cl- we were clunky all season and never really got going. Well, this season we've been bright and bushy at the start, so that's why I'm thinking. I'm, I'm looking around that league table, and I'm thinking, well, if we can just stay re- relatively injury free and uh, do get a bit more depth, and we'll get that automatically with Heaton and uh, Wesley coming back. And if you know people like Al Ghazi contribute, Horahan contributes, then uh, you know the, the top ten should be on the cards. Right. Anything? Final words for 2020? Anything to say apart from F off? <laughs> That's probably the good way to put 2020. It can, can't it? It's been a, obviously a, a, a not a, 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 a too serious, I know, but it's obviously been quite a difficult year for a lot of people. Yeah. Both, you know, in the Villaverse and, you know, the wider local community and global community, really. So, um, you know, obviously hope everyone has a better year next year. Yeah. I'd just say, from a, just from a solely from a villa perspective, if a, a year a year on from where we were before uh, sees massive improvement, and we're in far better shape. I think we can look forward, whereas before we were probably looking downward nervously. Yeah. Um, and the fact that we're talking about, well, can't speak for other people, but to say that we'd be disappointed with a bottom half finish, well, that, that's got to be taken as a positive. And I'm in, I'm interested to see how far this team can go this season. And the fact that we'd feel disappointed to finish below Arsenal as well is. Mm-hmm. A, uh, I mean, is I'm, a, I'm really interested mm-hmm. in in January to see how much the owners say. Let's go for it. Let's bring in the cavalry. I don't think there'll be fireworks. I think there's more chance if we win, uh, let's say, two or three games in, to end this month, and we're suddenly in the top six, and then you're thinking, mm, possibilities here. I can see there being one surprise, though, that people might not expect, and we go, oh, fucking hell, we weren't expecting that one. What a great player. Yeah, because Barkley 
loan deal hinted at uh, mm. there's uh, a bigger spectrum that the club's owners are actually looking at here. Uh, also, a good thing about 2020 was uh, the creation of uh, Match Club, which has yes. uh, brought us a lot of new friends and a way to communicate while the games are, are on. To Yeah, uh, thanks to everyone who's joined us in there. Yeah, to compensate for, you know, the, just like the, the laughs that you have uh, during the 90 minutes and after the game when you're leaving the stadium or whatever, we've we've re- replicated that in some kind of fashion. And sometimes it's been therapy. I mean, a lot of positives from that because uh, there we were, Project Restart, looking like we were, this was all like uh, a therapy session back into the championship. But uh, we had a great uh, result there surviving and enjoying it with everybody. And then also we've enjoyed Grealish's uh, England debut and then just crazy events. I mean, the, the person <laughs> Crazy events like 7-2. Yeah, with Jags just with losing his voice going, 7 fucking 2 <laughs> So uh, if you haven't become a My Old Man Said patron, uh, please do join us uh, for the year 2021 where you'll get access to uh, Match Club and also uh, something a little extra. We're revamping uh, the extra shows that you get and there'll be a whole uh, channel, new channel, to provide you with a show once the technicalities uh, get sorted out. Nothing to do with me. I know what I'm doing. It's just other people. But uh, look out for that and please do uh, go to myomansaid.com, check it out and join us uh, for the new year where hopefully we'll uh, all in Match Club at least go on another adventure. Hopefully we can dust off our passports later in the year yeah i wouldn't considering germany and holland uh, are in lockdown complete lockdown at the moment so don't get the uh, duster out just yet a europa league trip to uh, kazakhstan it is then right anyway thank you very much to phil dan and chris for joining me to reminisce over the year that was uh, 2020 merry christmas to you all hope you have a good day and until next time it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from them Merry Christmas. Goodbye. Goodbye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.